Our film review today is Power of the Air, written and produced by Dave Cristiano. The plot is as follows. A missionary from Africa comes to the United States and shares with a concerned Christian how he feels the church in America is being deceived and in great danger. The Christian is very convicted by what he hears, makes a significant change in his life, and then sets forth a plan to reach his city with the gospel. He faces unexpected challenges, costs, and struggles to execute his idea, plus the uncertainty of knowing if his effort will produce any results. This movie is about the power of Hollywood and the media and how it affects your life. So the key points are, a missionary shares his experience of the church in America. The message is, it's being deceived and is in great danger. The Christian who hears the the missionary's message feels convicted and acts on the conviction by changing his life. The Christian goes beyond the desire to change his life and makes plans to share the gospel with his entire city. The Christian faces challenges when he tries to implement the plan. The Christian faces uncertainty as to whether his effort will produce results. The plot concludes by saying the film wants to bring attention to the power Hollywood and the media have and how it affects lives. So does the plot glorify God? Yes, as the first person mentioned is a missionary, and the definition of a missionary from the Oxford Dictionary is a person who was sent to a foreign country to teach people about Christianity. The Christian in the film, called David, felt convicted, changed his ways, and felt compelled to spread the gospel to his city. God was glorified by the illustration of one of the many ways God can move people into place for his purpose. As for the line about the power of Hollywood and the media, I took that as a warning, not a declaration of ultimate power, since 1 John 4.4 says, He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. So Hollywood and the media will only have the amount of power people allow them to have. Does the film content glorify God through his word, meaning are there Bible verses throughout the film, and does the film promote keeping God's commandments? The main character, David, quotes Psalm 16.11, which says, In thy presence is the fullness of joy. David was in a conversation with his wife and was speaking of how Christians should want to be in the presence of God all the time. In a conversation with David, the missionary spoke of the last days when men will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. This was taken from 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 to 7, which describes in detail what the last period of Earth's history will be like. A Christian manager at a radio station says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. This verse was taken from Luke 5.8. David mentions the two witnesses at the end of time, and this was taken from Revelation 11, verses 8 to 9. David mentions that Jesus has said that he was, is the light of the world, the door, the true vine, the way, the truth, and the life. These verses can be found in John 15.1 and John 14.6. And there were a couple of other verses mentioned. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is taken from Romans 5.8. Whoever shall call upon his name shall be saved. That's taken from Romans 10.13. And all have sinned and fallen short. This is taken from Romans 3.23. 
There are a couple of other verses, and I will make sure to put those on the blog. In terms of the commandment, uh, to promote God as the only God, the main character, David Williams, he wants to honor the Lord with his action to spread the gospel uh, to his city. Another example of uh, the first commandment is David comes to the conclusion that Christians should choose godly entertainment or nothing at all. David also lifts up the authority of God during a conversation with a colleague when he said that there is only one God as it states in the Bible. It promotes the second commandment, being free from idols, when um, entertainment is shown as the biggest idol that has been presented to the world. TV, internet streaming, radio, video games, movie theaters, etc. The message is that we must free ourselves from these idols. David states that the entertainment most Christians watch is Christless, and they don't even realize it. He states that being a Christian means focus on Christ-related things, not the world. After David stopped going to the movie theater, he became more focused and sensitive to Christ-related things. His colleague complimented him on writing an excellent report at work. In fact, he said it was his best work yet. David pointed to his change of lifestyle to Christian values as the reason for his improved focus. The missionary called the movie theater the most powerful church in America based on the amount of people it draws into its buildings and the effect it has on their lives. There was a suggested media test which has two parts to it. The point of the test was to see whether a person's focus was on the world or on God. We'll come back to this media test a bit later on in the review. Commandment number three, promoting not using the Lord's name in vain. The missionary spoke of how people didn't react to hearing the Lord's name taken in vain in the movie theaters or other types of media, but they would be appalled if it happened during their church service. The missionary was shocked at the lack of acknowledgement that there shouldn't be a difference in where we are. The Lord's name should never be used in vain. In terms of the Sabbath command, the missionary asked David which day he went to worship service. David responded Sunday, but neither one of them promoted Sunday as the biblical day of rest. Concerning the commandment against murder, someone in the film is murdered and it is depicted in the correct light, a sin, not as entertainment. The commandment against adultery. At the beginning of the film, when both husbands see nudity on the big screen, it is addressed as sinful, but not in the context of adultery. Jesus says in Matthew 5.28 that a man who looks at a woman in lust has committed adultery. Although the wives of the two men put their hands over their husband's eyes, the couples laughed at the nudity incident, not taking it seriously. However, this was before the character David meets the missionary. In terms of their commandment against a lion, the president of the biggest radio station lied and her employee's reaction illustrated that it was wrong. One of the church committee members was manipulative and tried to stand in the way of David carrying out his media project. The committee member's behavior was shown as unsavory. My next question, what Christian standards does the film convey? Number one, scripture alone. David tells of his confidence in the Bible to the secretary at the biggest radio station. He also writes down the steps to salvation, using verses from the Bible in anticipation of making contact with the public. Number two, salvation through Christ. This is pretty much promoted throughout the film. 
The missionary held an evening service where he stressed that people need to hear the gospel before it's too late for them, as in before they die. Another example, the main character David wanted to do more for the Lord. He wanted to actively spread the good news of the gospel. And then there's a scene with a local church committee meeting where they are brainstorming about how to spread the gospel. David has a conversation with the with a uh, couple of youths playing basketball and he asks them if they attend church service and asks questions to try and assess how he can reach them for Christ. Another example is when an employee at the biggest radio station tries to imply that all religions are the same, David tells her that in world religions, man has to do something to get to their God. But with Christianity, God did something to get to man. He sent Jesus. There was reference to a book the missionary wrote that spoke of the devil's plan to distract people away from the gospel so they never got to hear about the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Number three, the film also promoted biblical marriage in the sense that David and his wife used prayer to ask for God's will during their challenges. David and his wife were very supportive of each other. You saw that in their body language. They held hands. They smiled at each other. They were soft-spoken. They had peaceful and respectful conversations. And there was a scene uh, with the youth playing um, basketball, or actually it was after that scene, where the youth spoke to David and told him of the pain of divorce. Number four, the husband as the head in his home and the local church. David was the spiritual leader in his home as he relayed information to his wife and told her that he felt convicted. She willingly read the material he gave her and reflected on her behavior too. David and his colleague Reuben clearly wanted to be uh, better role models as spiritual leaders in their homes, so they listened to the warning given to them by the missionary. Then you have the example of the uh, manager at the Christian radio station that decided to cancel their regular movie reviews. Um, They had a a movie review slot on the station, and he canceled that until they could find Christian movies to review. This was their biggest income generator, but he wanted to be a better spiritual leader for his employees. And then we have modesty of dress. The missionary talks about nudity in films being commonplace, and that too many Christians don't see it as a sin, just as part of the entertainment. Then you have a scene where the main characters repent over seeing nudity and explain how this is wrong to a couple of their colleagues who then see nudity in, in entertainment in a totally different light. Recognition of the body as the temple of God, of the Holy Spirit. The missionary speaks of how people are degraded on the big screen and Christians are among the people in the audience. They are deluded into thinking that it is not a sin, just harmless entertainment. He challenges David, the main character, to reflect on how he would feel if the person exposing themselves on the big screen was someone he knew. Does the film give glory, honor, and thanks to God? Yes, there are scenes throughout the movie where this is done. The pastor at the local church says, Lord, bless your word that just went forth. When he hears the message of the gospel on the radio, his reaction is powerful. You see his attention is immediately grabbed as the word of God fills his office, and you see him smile at the sweet sound of the word of God. The missionary's conversations with David have God being given honor as the focus. And feeling convicted, 
David in turn wants to give honour to God. This is shown throughout the film, and this has a domino effect on his wife and his colleagues. Did the film encourage my faith? Absolutely, because it's about wanting to actively be a part of spreading the wonderful news of salvation and encouraging people to connect to the Word of God. I related to starting projects and having doubt cast on them, and the feeling of doubt and humility as you step forward in faith. I relate to wanting to be a better servant of Christ and live by the word, by God's grace, to avoid loving or wanting to be part of the trappings of this world. What actions did I do as a result of seeing the film? Well, the first time I saw the film, I took a second glance at the films and other media I watched or listened to, even though I had previously filtered through my sources of entertainment. We are bombarded with so much that the sort and process is a life process for me. Um, I, it's just something I have to be aware of every single day. And I am so thankful that I have the help of the Lord through it all. Would I change anything about the film? Now, this is where we come back to that media test. The media test was this. Don't use any media for one week. That's television, magazines, books, radios, films, video games, etc. Everything that we are used to using to connect to the trappings of this world. Don't do that for a week. Then the next week, you do the opposite. You don't pray, you don't read the Bible, you don't go to church services. You basically act like God doesn't exist. After that week has passed, you go back to your normal schedule. You reflect and then be honest with yourself about which week you missed the most. Does the Bible back up this suggested media test? In terms of disconnecting from the worldly entertainment and influences and to put our daily focus on the Word of God, it is backed up by Scripture. Colossians 3, 1-2 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. John 17.15 says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. This is Jesus talking. Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And there are extra verses that I will put on the blog. So that's the first part of the media test. That is backed up by scripture. Now we come to the second part where it tells you to basically disconnect from God for a week. This goes against the word of God. Psalm 1, 1-3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does, shall prosper. And another verse I have is from 1 Thessalonians 5.17 that says, pray without ceasing. 
Essentially, we are in a spiritual war. We cannot afford to go one day without being connected to God, let alone one week. A battle requires armor, and this is described in Ephesians 6, 10-18, and it says, To put on the whole armor of God, that you are able to stand in the evil day. Put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, put on the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. As a summary, the film really promotes the message of the free gift of salvation and being active disciples of Jesus Christ, being a part of the Great Commission in Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20 that Jesus gave us. It was obviously not their intention, but the second part of the suggested media test goes against the Word of God. To disconnect from God for a week would be like choosing to act like an atheist for a week. Faith is not something we turn off and on like a light switch. If we want to test whether our heart is in the right place, then we can ask God to search our hearts, as referenced in His Word. Psalm 139, 23-24 says, Search me, O God and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Power in the Air can be found on www.christianfilms.com or www.christianmovies.com. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this review. Until next time, peace be with you.